Welcome. For those of you who don't know, this is a podcast investigating the truth behind the podcast known as Talking Schmidt, as well as the man who makes it, a man currently using the alias Daniel Schmidt. Today, we will be looking at a series of ties that exist between Schmidt, a military academy, a 12-term congressman, one of the shadiest oil deals of the 20th century, and the invasion on the sovereign nation of Iraq. Welcome to Talking Talking Schmidt. I guess, like any other story, it's important to start at the beginning, or at least the beginning for me. The real story starts back in the mid-15th century, with the birth of a man named Henry Buford, but we're not there yet. Also, as a note, I'm going to stick to the first episode of Talking Schmidt for now. The others are important, but the uh, bulk of the clues are found within the first episode posted. The episode with that all-important time signature, 14 minutes and 36 seconds. Let me take you back to before I even knew the name Daniel Schmidt, before Denver, before Nathan disappeared, before the number that has become such a central part of my life was anything more than a string of random digits. I just felt like working off in my career. And this is it for me, guys. I think this is a, a tremendous place and a tremendous honor. Uh, great league, a league we can win. But we gotta work extremely hard. Because the goal, guys, every year is to be the last team standing. That's the goal. It can happen. This is Kwanzaa Martin. He was recently hired as the new coach of the University of Missouri men's basketball team, the school Schmidt claims to be a graduate of. From what I can tell, Martin's a good guy. Solid coach. Seems to really want to build the program. I was covering his first press conference as coach for my employer at the time, a small-town radio program in southeast Missouri. According to the podcast, Schmidt was there too. Having said that, today's focus will be on Conzo Martin and his press conference. I was there yesterday for the press conference, ex-journalist that I am. I was in the third row, just two rows behind the kids who didn't get a bid, a.k.a. the Antlers, so that was miserable. But overall, I enjoyed the press conference. It was nice to see uh, new chancellor. He was in the third row of the stands. I was on the floor. I'm not going to pretend like I saw him. Truth is, I didn't know him at the time. The whole reason I found his podcast was purely a fluke. It came up while I was trying to find comments from the zoo students. It was all very well done by the athletic department. I have nothing but the highest of praise for the production and all the effort that went into it. I thought the whole thing was very well done, very well put together. And it was great to see, I don't know, four or 500 fans there as well to support uh, the new head basketball coach. He seemed knowledgeable, affable. I liked what he had to say, and I thought it would be fun to bring him on our program. He claimed to have graduated last year and had been at the school during some rough times for the basketball program. In other words, I just wanted to talk to someone other than the dickholes I worked with over at KMOT. Here's where things get strange. A member of our research team dug up Schmidt's phone number. I called, but he didn't pick up. But it didn't go to voicemail either. You have reached the Gutenberg Collective. Please enter your extension or private access code to continue. To you, I'm sure this seems like I dialed the wrong number. 
I thought the same for a second until I remembered an email I had received the day before. It's from a young man who used to work for a company called Occidental Petroleum, based out of Houston, Texas. That's Occidental, with an O. It's one of the largest oil companies on Earth. We'll get into the history of the company next week. For now, here's what the email said. Mr. Mason, we met while you were a graduate student at UT Austin. I'm sure you don't remember me, but I have a request for you. I was recently fired from Occidental Petroleum. While the official record states that it was an issue of workplace harassment, in reality it's because of certain information that came to light last spring regarding a group known as the Gutenberg Collective. If you have a moment, I'd like to talk with you about what I found. The voice you hear is Kyle. That's not his real name. Kyle agreed to speak with me on condition of anonymity. So, you know, we're calling you Kyle for this podcast. So, Kyle, uh, thanks thanks for sitting down with me. Um, I got your email. Uh, it's kind of some, some crazy stuff there. Uh, I'm not quite sure what to make of it. Well, I got to tell you what. You know the Masons? They ain't got nothing on the Gutenberg Collective. Yeah, you know, so, so you mentioned that... Um, and I, you know, the reason I called you is because I, I reached a, a number for the Gutenberg Collective. You know, uh, like, what, what, where did you come up with this name? You know, what, what do they have to do with, with Occidental Petroleum? I didn't come up with this name. Well, let me go back. You remember when George W. Bush graduated from Yale and he was part of that secret society at Yale? Yeah, the, the Skull and Bones Society? That's the one. Well, the Skull and Bone Society is like a kindergarten compared to the Gutenberg. The Gutenberg Collective is this... It went on like this for a while. Kyle getting crazier and crazier, or so it seemed. Okay, so we, we spoke on the phone before you came down here, and uh, you, you mentioned the CEO of your company. Walter, Walter Davis. Walter Davis. So now, now, does he have something to do with the Gutenberg? Why, why was his name in there? Well... He was the right-hand man of the Dark Lord of the Collective. The, uh, okay, I, I, th- I think you've lost me, Kyle. I, I, uh... I know, I know, I know. How does this fit in with Schmidt? What the hell does this have to do with a podcast that has about 500 listens on SoundCloud? Surely the fact that his phone led me to the Gutenberg thing is simply a coincidence, albeit a weird one. Enter Kevin Keats, another thread in an ever-growing web. I should say before I get started talking about Conzo Martin that he was not my first option. Uh, Kevin Keats was my first option for the last two months. Every night I'd gone to bed praying to Jesus and Jim Sterk to deliver him to us. Unfortunately, they did not over the last three years. Uh, Keats has gone from 18 wins to 25 wins to 29 wins, uh, excuse me, in the Colonial Athletic Association. Uh, this year, his offense is ranked 18th in the country, according to Ken Palm. Keats would have been able to bring something to the program in terms of offensive efficiency, which has been severely lacking the last three years. In addition to that, he just turned around this UNC Wilmington program over the last three years. Nothing stood out to me about this statement the first time I heard it. So what? The kid likes a different coach. Why should I care? Turns out, Kyle knows him pretty well. Now, uh, Kyle, I didn't didn't take you seriously until... um, you mentioned the the man you used to chauffeur around. Uh, can, can, you, can you Kevin Keats? Kevin Keats. Now, 
Did he tell you what he did? Did he give you any sort of, you know, a, you know? He never said a word to me, but I heard everything he said in that little telephone of his that he pulled out of his pocket. And, you know, do you know who he's talking to? Do you know, do you have any idea? Walter Davis. Walter Davis. George W. George, oh. Huh. Here's where things get complicated. Kevin Keats, the head coach of North Carolina State University, and Occidental Petroleum, a multinational oil corporation, are inextricably, perplexingly linked. It all goes back to a private boarding school in Virginia called Hargrave Military Academy. There are three names you need to know, all of which are tied to Hargrave. Kevin Keats, Walter Davis, and Congressman Walter Jones. No, no, you're going too fast. What? You're trying to cram too much in. I, okay, okay, you're right. Okay, let's stick to how this started. The rest can wait. The guy who just interrupted me is James Bradford. He's my producer for this project. I used to work for him when he owned a magazine in Chicago, Illinois. After my call with Kyle from Occidental Petroleum, James was my next call. I think it's fair to say you didn't believe me whenever I came to you with this story. Kind of hard to believe. This idea that there's some type of, I don't know, conspiracy going on nationally is a tough one to sell. But, but you know, we worked together a long time. But, you know, you know, I, I do my research. I get I get a story done. Was, was there not any any trust there? Hey, you're the best that there is. But let me take it back to my childhood. We used to have these movies where Leonard Nimoy would come on and talk about space aliens and those type of things. That's what this was seeming like to me in the beginning. So, so you, you're telling me basically there wasn't enough proof when I first got there. Well, a lot of speculation, you might say. And uh, would you say that's changed now? I think you've made some inroads. You've made some really mm, discoveries that are going to change the story, I think. I was on my own. My background isn't in investigative reporting, so I needed to call in a friend. My name's Nathan. Uh, I'm a freelance journalist specializing in infiltration and deep cover research. Turns out... He's heard of the Gutenberg Collective. Um, it's like a lesser-known Illuminati. It's a myth. Uh, it's something we joke about. If a story doesn't go to print or if a source suddenly backs out on us. I filled him in on what Kyle had told me. Do you think you could uh, investigate these visits Keats was making? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll give it a shot. That would be awesome. I mean, I just can't... You know, there's just these, these ties that just aren't coming together, and I need someone... You know, that's just not my specialty. I need someone else to... Take care of it for me. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I can look into it. I didn't hear from him for several days, and then, suddenly... Hey, Nathan, what's up? Hold on, hold on. Uh, uh, can I have you on speaker? What, what did you just say? Have you ever heard of a Walter Davis? Maybe. He was this uh, CEO of Occidental a while back. He died in the mid-2000s. Uh, okay. Carbrick. 
don't know. I think there's something here. I'm, I'm not sure what, but listen, Walter Davis, Kevin Keats, and this congressman named Walter Beeman Jones all have this, these weird connections that are kind of hard to explain. I'll send you some files. Um, I mean, I'm going to fly to North Carolina to get some more info. Why, why North Carolina? So, uh, when I showed you those files Nathan sent, is, is that when you believe me? You know, I still think this is a long shot. I think that, uh, I'm not sure. But, then you bring up the UNC and Occidental connection. And, that's really got me thinking. So, so there's, a lot of, there's a lot of ties there. So, you, you know, it's, it's a lot more uh, concrete, is, is what I'm feeling. It's something that uh, there's there's a lot of strings untied on that one. Let's say, let's put it that way. You know, even if this Gutenberg stuff is a hoax, still that UNC and Occidental connection that got me thinking. Yeah, you, you know, you're saying all these there's these you know, threads that still need to come together, but I don't know. I feel like if there's that many threads and they're that connected, there's there's got to be something. I was really, um, as I said before, a doubter, uh, on the fence now, and then Schmidt mentioned UNC. He's referring to this. He's got a tough gig at NC State. I will be pulling for him regardless, and as long as I'm talking about UNC Wilmington, I got to give a shout out to my buddy. What's up, guys? Stay golden always. It turns out Schmidt's so-called friends with ties to UNC Wilmington are Kevin Keats, Walter Davis, and Congressman Walter Jones. So let's recap. So far, Daniel Schmidt recorded a podcast. On it, he mentioned Kevin Keats, a mid-tier D1 basketball coach. I wanted to interview Daniel. His phone number resulted in me reaching the line for a group known as the Gutenberg Collective. An engineer named Kyle, who worked for Occidental Petroleum, had just emailed me about the Gutenberg Collective. Turns out, Kyle often acted as a driver for a man who called himself Kevin Keats. My friend Nathan investigates these visits and finds ties to Congressman Walter Jones and the former CEO of Occidental. The congressmen, Keats and Davis, all have strong ties to Hargrave Military Academy. The congressmen, Keats and Davis, all have strong ties to UNC Wilmington. And, as you will come to realize, we believe these are the friends Daniel Schmidt is talking about. Next time, we look at these three men, their ambitious pursuits, and how they may be tied directly to the U.S. invasion of Iraq. We'll try to get Kevin Keats on the phone. We'll begin to explore who the mysterious Gutenberg Collective might be. And of course, we'll dig deeper into the past of the man known as Daniel Schmidt. All this and more, next time on Talking, Talking Schmidt.
This podcast is a part of Mason Productions. Special thanks to Ben Sounds for the songs used within it.